Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. So a constant theme or a conversation that we've had throughout the year is when a player switches teams, what does that look like? How does that affect the player? What does the player see differently? What do they do differently? We go back to Jake Diekman talking about his time with the Rays. We go back to, obviously, Ryan Brazier, another pretty powerful example. Well, at the deadline, two starting pitchers have been brought to the surface, have been talked about a ton since being dealt at the deadline. High-profile guys, and they've been coming through. Justin Verlander and Lance Lynn. We talked to both of them on this Baseball Isn't Boring on the go. So to give you some perspective, Justin Verlander goes from the Mets to the Astros, goes back to the Astros, 4-1 and one with a 2.79 ERA. Now, he was good with the Mets, but not that good. Been even better with the Astros. Lance Lynn, significantly better. Goes from a 6-4-70 ERA with the White Sox now. Oh, my goodness. Five starts, 2.03 ERA. All right. Well, first guy I talked to is Justin Verlander and about getting perspective of when he went switched from organizations for the first time from the Tigers to the Astros. What an eye-opening thing that was. And then going to the Mets, how different that was. And then coming back to the Astros, how different that was. All right. Here's Verlander. 
from so when you go to the first time you go to Houston um, I think you've talked about this in the past of like you, you were exposed to a lot more a lot of different things yeah um, can you take me through what that's like is it just a different voice is it different information and yeah well it's different information I mean if you're talking about from when I, when I first went to the Astros there was obviously they had a lot more analytics than the Tigers at the time so um, yeah I was just kind of inundated with um, you know just new avenues to learn from were you expecting that yes you were yeah yeah and so when you got a hold of it was it okay you know, this is like a kid in the candy store this is because obviously you seem like a guy who loved that sort of stuff yeah kind of um you know, just, yeah, I mean, any information that can help, I think, is, um, you know, you, you, like anything else, you filter through it and kind of learn what you can from it and try not to be, uh, you know, overwhelmed by it. But, um, yeah, I was I was very much looking for information, so was uh, pleased to have it at my disposal. Was there anything that you that particularly hit home for you? Anything that they- well, initially, I mean, one of the easiest things ever when I first got there was they showed me on uh, the TrackMan, which is is common nowadays, but I had never seen it. Um, you know, I, uh, about the break of my four seam and the break of my two seam fastball, and they showed me how elite my four seam was and how my two seam was quite average. So, um, and you had never heard that. Uh, no. Wow. No, so basically, just stop throwing your two seam. <laughs> but sometimes that's what we hear, right? It's like, hey, you're really good at this. Well, yeah. I mean, I think well, back in the day, you know, when when you know the Astros and the, the other teams that were uh, ahead of the curve when it came to analytics, that was the advantage. Was you know, teams were like, oh, how are they making this person better? And they just had better information, and they were able to identify what that person did really well. And you know, the old school way of pitching, you know. Pitch down, you know, um, get this type of movement. You know, I was throwing two seams arm side because I just kind of always thought that's what it was supposed to do. And, um, you know, so, but, you know, they bring you in, and you know, I've heard other organizations were like this as well. Um, but, you know, this is my experience with the Astros is basically like, you do this really well, keep doing that. Do yeah. that, do that, do what you do naturally really well more often, and you'll be more successful long term. I've heard that, you know, I've talked to the guys in Tampa because Tampa's another secret sauce you know what yeah. they're doing yeah. but they say you do this well throw the ball over the plate yeah. you'll be okay yeah, their big thing is throwing the ball over the plate right I've heard yeah. and so when you go to another thing in an organization I've heard like the Red Sox did this where they, they get everybody and say okay <clears throat> tell us some, what you've learned in other organizations so when you go to the Mets I don't know if it's a completely different experience if it's somewhere in between Detroit and Houston if it's what was that like um, it was, I mean it was it was obviously a little different I mean I think the Astros have been, um, you know, on the forefront of analytics for a while. So they had a head start. Um, and I think the Mets are, are doing the right things to catch up, um, you know, but you still have to, you know, there's nothing, you can't replicate that time that's lost. So um, they're getting a lot of information and, um, you know, they ask me a lot of questions and, um, you know, yeah, it's obviously different, um, you know, just statistically, you know, analytically. Um, time is valuable. You know, you learn more with the more data you compile. I was going to ask you, I mean, did you say, hey, listen, you can
can learn because it's always a two-way street, right? But you you can say to them, "Hey, the Astros are doing this. Let's look into that." Is yeah, of course. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think I mean, this is why you see organizations hire people from Dodgers, Astros. You know, like they especially early on, they, they wanted to learn what what or other organizations were doing so that they could catch up. Was I know it's so little time, but has it been any different or anything new about coming no. back here? No, it's been like same. Yeah. Picking up where you left off. Yeah. The, the last thing is, is I've, I've, I've always admired being here in New England with the Tom Brady stuff. And the information, another thing is physical information. When you look at with Brady's dead, when did it for you, did you sort of start embracing that sort of thing? Say, hey, you know, I think I can pitch deeper than maybe I even thought I could early in my career. I mean, I don't know. I always said when I was younger, I, you know, threw a hundred and something miles an hour and did it naturally and I always thought you know if I follow a natural curve of progression and am able to stay somewhat healthy like I should still be able to throw in mid you know mid 90s when I'm 40 so I you know I don't see why I couldn't pitch with mid 90s right so you and I mean have you changed anything like I've like, changed a lot yeah I mean am I overstating the like I we default to Brady because you know he's Brady but of course is there is, is there anything or was there a tipping point for you where it said hey you know what I see what this athlete's doing and I, I can go maybe even further than I thought um, not necessarily I, I think the tipping point for me I mean look you learn from everybody um, you know but I, I think my personal journey was um, when I had my core surgery and uh, my arm started bothering me a little bit in like 2013 and really 2014 um, and then you know it was really kind of like grappling with my viewpoint of my career at that point you know I always thought you know just last forever and then started really kind of struggling and, and having some pain and I was just turned 30 and everybody says things change when you turn 30 and then um, come to find out I needed core surgery so that was kind of a big light bulb for me I had my core surgery um, and then learned a lot through that rehab process um, and just kind of revamped my whole body and that was what kind of started the renaissance tour <laughs> I mean as you sit here it seems like I mean I don't want it's one day at a time you get it but still it must be exciting to sit here pitch well feel good I would imagine and say hey you know what let's go let's do this do this for a long time no it feels it feels great yeah I mean you know dream come true I'm living it you know I love the game I still have the passion and fire and um, you know I don't take it for granted you know that's for sure I, I appreciate every day here all right one of the takeaways there has to be wow what were the Tigers doing Holy mackerel. Anyway, uh, I thought it was a good perspective. Thanks to Verlander for jumping aboard, spending some time. Now we sit down with Lance Lynn for a few minutes. Lance Lynn, obviously, like we said, I mean, you talk about dramatic turnaround. Dramatic turnaround with the Dodgers. Just what they needed. Scratches right where the Dodgers itch after that deadline involving the godfather, Joe Kelly. So here you go. Here's, Here's the perspective from Lance Lynn, of course, punctuated with a little book talk. Why not? All right, Lance Lynn. You've been in a couple different organizations, but like when we talk about like going from one organization to another, the Dodgers, the Rays, like those sort of it's different because especially with the Dodgers, and we have examples of like things. Okay, you get there, they look at you, and say, "Okay, we see you're doing this, but you can do this." I don't know if there was that element at all. Maybe there wasn't. 
uh, for me, no, I got over it. been working on a lot of things this year. Um, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't at times, and it was just uh, finding the right time when to use it. And then uh, the big thing was there was just like get back to being you, and then we we're able to, you know, sprinkle the other things in as we go. So it kind of was a little bit go back to what, you, what made you you. Uh, get that back on where it needs to be and then add the stuff that you've been working on so it's worked out sometimes the message like Deegan like I talked to him and he said the message just hit different when the Rays said it right but, so I mean you hear like oh, go just, just be you but does it hit different uh, I mean not really um, you just go play the good thing is is when you, when you start making pitches and then you know there's great plays behind you it just gives you more confidence to just keep attacking and you know I got good defense behind me just keep them in the games and let the offense score runs you were pitching like I remember seeing you like pitch against the Red Sox I remember that game and like at that point you were getting some momentum and pitching well did you feel like it sort of was like, like building to this point where when you landed with the Dodgers like okay good trade by you guys <laughs> yeah and I think they saw that trending um, and that's the main thing to do I was like I was showing the ball well at times and then my bad games were just really bad um, and I couldn't you know couldn't quite figure it out and then my good ones are good so it's just making sure the bad ones didn't happen Sorry. Was was uh was do you was there a moment where you're like okay, you know here we go like this is it this is I feel like that we're gonna go on a pretty good run here. Uh, I don't think there's any moment. I was been feeling good physically. Um, I think when I got over here it was one of those things where you have no choice. Uh, they traded for you. You're in a playoff run. It's time to show up. So it was just one of those things where everything just kind of worked out at the right time. I mean I've never been traded, <laughs> and so like th- th- that's a whole other element to it right you're like you want to like prove that the team trade for you like this guy you know I, I don't know man how much is that or you like uh, to say oh, I'm just going to be the guy but still yeah that and you want to make sure that you let the whole league know that you're, you can still get the job done because I'm not ready to be done playing so I got a lot of stuff that you know it's still good and I just need to make sure I'm, I'm showing it off and I got a good organization to do with and I would imagine it's fun <laughs> yeah winning's fun uh, there's no other way to say it when you're losing um, you know it's it's uh, it's just not not quite as fun and everybody will tell you the same thing it's a lot easier when you're winning last thing did joe give you a book joe has not given me a book what yeah he's not giving me a book yet he keeps showing everybody but he doesn't hand them out all right i promise tomorrow i will okay. deliver so yeah yeah wookie's on the back cover and he didn't have one so that surprised me that's how joe works <laughs> joe told everybody they could buy one if they want one did you get a t-shirt i haven't got a t-shirt yet either all right yeah the typical for, joe well for, that's why i'm here now yeah, yeah, all right for, thank you yeah. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the space Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.